0: Welcome to Influence, the podcast that dives deep into the heart of influencer marketing and the creator economy with the people who know it best, the agents, creators, video editors and marketers who operate behind the scenes. This podcast is hosted by Powder, where streamers can search their best moments to find short, shareable stream clips with AI. And I'm your host, Alyssa Goldberg. I'm really excited about our conversation today. We have with us Grace Mason, founder and CEO of Sway Creations. Which works directly with content creators from gaming streamers to professional athletes, including NFL players and boxers on social media and marketing content, including video and graphic production, social media strategy and management. And she's based in North Carolina in the US, and we are very excited to welcome her to the show today to really dive into the details of what happens behind the scenes for many gaming content creators. Welcome, Grace.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Let's do this thing.
0: Yeah. uh, Well, to kick things off, I would love to know, can you share the story of founding Sway Creations and to uh, get your first clients?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Sway's start was kind of a funny story. I actually started streaming back in 2016 um, on a platform called Mixer. Yep. Uh, So I got really connected in the gaming industry as a streamer myself. Throughout the years of streaming on mixer, I you know made a lot of connections with you know other streamers. Um, one of them was uh, one of my mods actually at the time who oh, wow. quickly became one of my best friends. um her name's V she's based in Canada uh, so fast forward you know several years later. Uh, Last summer, we were sitting in Discord, like we always do, you know, playing video games. And we started to talk about how there was a lot of content creators that needed support in video editing, social Mm -hmm. media management, brand deals, sponsorships, all that kind of stuff. And how cool would it be to kind of create something that could support them in every endeavor, right? And boom, Sway was born. So uh, we came up with the crazy idea. We said, you know what, let's do this thing. Let's try it. And, you know, fast forward a couple months later, uh, boom, we had our first client, uh, which actually ended up being a NFL running back. We started working with some individuals that we, you know, were partnered with uh, back on the Mixer days. And here we are today.
0: How do your clients now typically find you? Is it typically word of mouth? Word of mouth is
1: the main focus. So uh, the individuals that we work with, uh, we you know partner with them for the long run. They enjoy the services that we provide, um, but also the relationships
0: too. I know that your background had come had had started in gaming streaming, um, but you mentioned that your first client was a, a professional athlete. How does the approach to content creation and management differ between professional athletes and gaming content creators? I know there's a lot of similarities. It's often the first uh, the first other vertical that a lot of gaming companies expand to is sports and a lot of sports companies expand into gaming. What similarities and differences are there in terms of content creation and marketing for those two cohorts?
1: Um, I think the biggest thing is the passion that a athlete has in the gaming space. Um, obviously they're competitive individuals right so they enjoy playing games uh, with their community with their friends all of that kind of stuff but Uh, The difference is obviously their schedule, right? Uh, Mm. When you're working with a football player, you know, their focus is football, rightfully so, right? Um, So when you are, when we're partnering with an individual to help them in the gaming space, it really comes down to the availability that they have, right, to go live um, or us to continue to create that content for them uh, versus a content creator that this is their full-time job, right? Mm. They are clocked in, you know, 8, 12 hours a day. So it really kind of comes down to the availability when it comes to their time uh, frame for gaming. They're mm. clocked in, you know, 8, 12 hours a day. So it really kind of comes down to the availability when it comes to their time uh, frame for gaming, all that kind of stuff.
0: You, you know streaming and video editing better than anyone. What makes a great stream and what makes a great streamer? Community,
1: community is everything. So some of the best clips, you know, that we've produced Uh, has came from that content creator or that athlete's community, right? Kind of trolling Mm -hmm. them in the midst of that stream, right? Or leading up to a funny moment. So it really comes down to the community, which that's always our first approach when we're working with an athlete or a content creator. Hey, let us understand your community better because that's Mm -hmm. who we're trying to reach and beyond that, right? Uh, Everything is contagious. So if you have a community that's really big on, you know, either uplifting the content creator, right? Or kind of helping them create better content Content while they're live, mm-hmm. that's everything in my opinion. Um, so that's kind of the main source when it comes to what makes, you know, a great stream, right? It comes down to the community, the type of events that a content creator might be hosting, mm-hmm. if it's a subathon, you know, or a, you know, limited time of, you know, open lobbies type of event, it comes down to the community.
0: And so for a professional athlete, for example, who is interested in gaming, but that's of course not their day job, um, how do you? In- I guess you encourage them to stream because they already have this uh, deep fan relationship with their community. Do you recommend certain platforms that they stream on? How do you kind of coach them through that first, that first experience of going yeah. live or um, give them tips on what it, how they could improve as a streamer over time?
1: Yeah. Great question. So um, when it comes to specific platforms, we encourage them to be everywhere uh, because Mm -hmm. of their fan base. Right. We don't want to limit them to one specific platform. So we've got them on Twitch. Right. We've got them on YouTube. We've got them on TikTok. You name it. Um, When it comes to kind of how we can kind of coach them through the streaming life. Right. Uh, My first thing that I'm always telling an athlete is, hey, you better be having fun because that's Mm -hmm. contagious for your community. Your fans are here to connect with you kind of on a more personal level, right? In the chat, all that kind of stuff. And we also work directly with athletes to come up with some giveaway tactics, right? What's going to kind of cause your fan base to get excited for upcoming streams? So it really comes down to uh, first telling them to have fun, right? Number two, be strategic, right, with your campaigns for your streaming because of their time being so sensitive. And number three, content, external content. Uh, yep. Upload clips to TikTok. Upload it to YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, right, or X. I'm sorry, um, and you know, kind of pull that fan base into
0: those streams. How would you describe the relationship between? what a creator can achieve on a live stream and why they should live stream versus what they can achieve with kind of short form content on these algorithmic platforms and why they should be there too. I'm sure most people will say to you, okay, that's a lot of time that requires a lot of effort, but why are those two different approaches uh, important to work together in tandem?
1: Oh my goodness. It's, it's so important. So, you know, that visual uh, of the iceberg, right? The tip of the iceberg and then underneath (laughs) that right there sums up everything. So live streaming, going live for eight hours, 12 hours, whatever, that's the tip of the iceberg Mm -hmm. underneath is all of your business, you know, development, right? Uh, When, when I work with the content creator, I approach it from a place of, Hey, this is your business. Uh, We don't think three months down the road. We always think three years. So let's get strategic on your external content. What are you uploading to YouTube? What are you uploading to TikTok, right? Um, What is kind of the algorithm for those platforms for your community? Um, I always encourage content creators, uh, hey, instead of going live eight hours during the day, go live for six hours. Take those two additional hours to film content behind Mm. the scenes, right? In the world that we live in nowadays, you know, back when I streamed in 2016, (laughs) short form content was just kind of, you know, came around, right? And so nowadays, a content creator has so many options for passive income, right, on all these additional platforms, doing Mm. exactly what they do you know, 12 hours, eight hours a day by going live. So it really comes down to, uh, hey, pause, take a step back. Let's, you know, build out a blueprint on where do you want to be in three years? Okay, here's what we need to start doing to develop that consistency, right? Mm. And sometimes it's it's hard for a content creator to step away from the live stream because, you know, that's all that they're familiar with. Uh, it can right. be a little nerve wracking. You feel like you're missing out on, a, you know, potential new, be viewers, right? Subscriptions, uh, but you know when you kind of take a step back and see it long term, uh, that kind of helps
0: put things in perspective, in my opinion. So, and do you feel like if someone comes to you and they right now use, I don't know, they're streaming live on Twitch and they sometimes post short videos on YouTube Shorts and TikTok, do you feel like they should be streaming on the other platforms as well, like on YouTube, on Kick? Do you feel like they should be expanding to any other uh, of the short-form platforms as well? Like they should open a Twitter account, they should open a Facebook, they should open uh, Instagram Reels? Or do you feel like having a more targeted approach makes more sense for a creator?
1: Uh, I I think they need to open up every single account. So it's... You know, it's kind of the visual, if you have one piece of short form content, use Mm. that on all of the platforms, be strategic Mm. with it, right? I I wouldn't recommend someone to just upload it on the exact same day that it's going to Instagram and Facebook and YouTube, right? No, be strategic with that. Um, Obviously, each platform is going to require some different types of approaches when it comes to content. uh, But for a content creator, I'm always encouraging them, you need to be everywhere, When it comes to live streaming specifically, uh, that's where we want to get strategic. So right now, you know, multi-streaming everywhere is kind of an option now uh, for content creators with all the different changes on different platforms, right? And a lot of people I've seen have become very excited by that. Oh, I can go live on four different platforms at once. Uh, Yes, you can. Yeah. But (laughs) I kind of use the approach, and this might be a dumb kind of example, but Let's say you're a restaurant owner and you have multiple locations. If you wanted to pull traffic to one restaurant, you're going to host a specific special on a specific day, right? Right. So when it comes to live streaming, maybe have a schedule to where, hey, I'm live on you know, Twitch, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and TikTok
0: yeah or like maybe you have a certain series that only runs on Saturdays on Twitch but on on Kick you typically do some sort of interactive fan experience that yeah. you know is much more tailored to that platform it makes it makes a lot of sense to me and you mentioned you know sometimes streamers are are live for 8 to 12 hours a day uh can you can you explain to to me to everyone kind of what what is happening in those eight to 12 hours and then what's happening immediately after how, how does your role kind of fit into that, that timeline?
1: <laughs> yeah. So uh, unless you've done it, I don't think individuals fully understand, you know, that type of lifestyle, right. That grind that you yeah. have to do. Cause it's, it's long, right. That's what, almost that is a long time to be on. Month. Yes. It's insane. <laughs> so, um, It's one of those things to where some people prefer that, right? Uh, It's more comfortable for them. Mm -hmm. And then they are, you know, leaning on us to help develop content for them to post externally. Um, So a lot of individuals kind of focus in on that. Versus, you know, yes, it, it is time consuming. So, what's going on is, you know, they're starting at a certain time. Hopefully, they're able to take a break, right? To go get, you know, lunch or order DoorDash or whatever it is. Yeah. And for these full time content creators, they're live six days out of the week, sometimes seven, right? Exactly. So, yeah, it's really um, a lot. It is. It's it's insane. And, you know, I pat themselves on the back because I could not (laughs) do that. It takes someone special to be able to do that.
0: It's really so difficult to be on in a live environment. And I know that one of the things that we all love about streamers is the feeling of authenticity, right? That you Mm -hmm. really get to know someone. But at the same time, I mean, you you almost have to be authentic because it is such a long period of time that you just cannot keep a mask up for that long. Um, But it's also incredibly draining to have yourself exposed to certain scrutiny for for such a prolonged period of time. And I know that with streamers that I've spoken to, when they're first growing, they don't know if there's going to be anyone in the room. And they have to keep things going, whether there's zero people there or two people there or 300 people there because you never know if it, if you're at zero people, zero people, if someone enters the room and you're not doing anything, they're definitely going to leave.
1: Right. Right. Um, I, I always tell individuals like, Hey, if you're really great at talking to yourself, then this is the perfect option for you. Because you do. If you have a
0: touch of delusion and have (laughs) a a personal narrative running at all time, I certainly do. (laughs) (laughs) But,
1: But no, but that's the thing. Um, I'm big on you know, there's a term that we use in the streaming community called lurking, and it's when you have like a stream <laughs> pulled up, but you're not talking. Right, you're just watching. Yeah. Listening. Um I'm typically I do that every single day. I have multiple people pulled totally up, right, <laughs> but that's something as a streamer. I mean, I can tell you first and foremost, that that's hard. Like when you look down and you see that you've got someone watching you, but no one's engaging in chat, it's like, (laughs) do I just talk to myself or whatnot? Um, But one thing that I've noticed that a lot of individuals do, and it, it helps their, you know, channel grow is in those type of moments, even, you know, a content creator that does have a lot of viewers, right. And their community might just not be as active in chat, um, Mm. kind of engaging in the gameplay, talking through certain things. Um, and then, you know, when it comes down to that, that's an approach that you can use externally for TikTok. Let's say you're recording, right. And you're talking through, you know, a new war zone map and best loadout and everything of this nature, right. Boom. That's material that we can utilize for short form content, long form Mm. content. It's, it's more strategic when it comes down to your time.
0: Right, exactly. Because even if no one was engaging on that particular stream, you could have that as a short clip. That's you know a tip or a trick or something that could have a great search headline right. that would really soar on a on a social platform.
1: A, a great thumbnail for
0: YouTube. You know what I mean. As someone who you know is really skilled at video editing, how does the post production process for live stream content differ from I guess traditional video editing? Uh, if at all, like what are the factors that go into making a great clip for you?
1: So it's way different than, you know, I guess post-production for businesses or campaigns or anything of that nature. You are really trying to find like that gold nugget, right? Uh, What's that one little piece in that clip that's, going to hook that audience because with short form content, you literally have the first two seconds, you know, in a video to hook someone, right? Um, yep. So when we have, you know, clips submitted by our community uh, for editing, um, oh my gosh, our post-production team is so talented when it comes to finding those gold nugget pieces. Um, and sometimes we'll have content creators submit clips and they don't even know where to be um, And sometimes, you know, as a content creator, you don't even know that you're funny in certain aspects, right? So it's kind of fun to yeah. have another individual kind of highlight those moments and highlight your personality.
0: Okay, if I was a content creator and I have zero followers, how do I go from zero, my first zero to my first 100? Strategy and scheduling.
1: So, you know, we work with a blend of full-time content creators and part-time content creators, some individuals who really just do this as a hobby. They just enjoy it, right? Mm. Um So it really comes down to, you know, scheduling your week appropriately. Um, So if you're looking to go from zero to 100, hey, let's. Get a stream schedule kind of locked in, uh, what platforms you're going to be live streaming on. And then let's also time block uh, specific, you know, hours of the day or 30 minutes, right, to film some content just for TikTok, uh, just for YouTube short. So that's the first approach. The next approach is networking. Oh, my goodness. We live in a world now, obviously, right, that we can network just remotely. Um, So get to know other people. Um, not to take advantage of anyone's community or stream but to build connections um, that's big and huge especially
0: in this industry how can someone use networking like okay i have zero followers i'm excited i'm ambitious i like set up my schedule you know i have big aspirations i don't want 100 followers i want a thousand followers i want ten thousand followers <laughs> i want 1 million followers i want to be ninjet right um and how do I, I don't know anyone in the in the industry yet. I don't know other streamers yet. Of course, you know, I have joined a few discords. I'm kind of lurking. I've like watched many streams before. How would someone get started on that networking journey? And what are the best ways to collaborate with other streamers who have similar ambitions? First and foremost, what are you passionate about? So when it comes to the gaming space,
1: what you know game do you genuinely love to play mm. and you want to stream that um, once you know, let's say you know you're a world of Warcraft streamer right you love World of Warcraft it doesn't give you any anxiety to go live while playing that right it's a a game that you can also engage in chat right and not get you know thrown off by your gameplay uh, the first step would be hey Uh, become familiar with some other World of Warcraft streamers or a a community that plays that similar game. Um, Develop friendships. Uh, We live in, you know, a world now to where, I mean, like I said, how Sway started with, you know, one of my mods who became one of my best friends. Yep. Uh, Fun fact, we've never met in person. Uh, I love that. We (laughs) will be meeting in person for the first time on my wedding day. She's in my wedding. That's so exciting. Right. So it's like, You know, start there. Develop friendships. Um, There's so many communities out there that are so welcoming, not just to individuals that want to, you know, watch and view, but also fellow streamers, right? Mm. So uh, finalize and figure out what game you want to start playing, what game you want to start streaming. Get to know that community, right? Develop those relationships and then potentially collab, right? Hey, reach out to a streamer that you've gotten to know. Um, hey, I'm looking to run X, Y, and Z. Could we do a co-stream, right? Could we do an event? Um, That way, you know, we can highlight both communities. There's so many different ways to kind of, uh,
0: you know, work together in order to grow together. So uh, if someone was just starting out and they want to, you know, they want to live stream, how do you think about what the difference is between getting started on Twitch versus YouTube versus Kick? And what would you say are the different approaches for the different platforms and like who lives there?
1: Yeah, Um, I think it really comes down to where you're going to feel the most comfortable. And Mm. if this is like a full time thing, right, you want to take into account, obviously, the revenue opportunity uh, regarding platform split. But it really comes down to your level of comfort. And I would encourage an individual. Hey, check out every spot, right? Become familiar with the other content creators that are listed under the, you know, YouTube platform, under the Twitch, under the Kick, right? Under TikTok, right? Um, yep. And really kind of focus in on that. Um, the next thing I would recommend is try all of them, right? See see what's comfortable when it comes to being live. Um, every platform is different when it comes to their creator dashboard, right? When you're actually live and the assets right. that you have. So see what works best for your style because everyone's different. Never like settle. I visualize a platform kind of like a storefront, right? If you're a business owner, like I was kind of using the example earlier, um, and you have a storefront, regardless if you, you know, are renting it, right? Let's say you're renting it with a landlord, regardless of the landlord, if you want to do what's best for your business, same approach with a platform, do what's best for your business, do what's best for your community because they're the reason you have that business. Right. Um, and kind of get a gauge on that comfortability when it comes to uh, those platforms specifically.
0: There's, not, there's no one size fits all mm-hmm. approach to, to live streaming. And I think that the dynamics of the industry have changed so much. You know, what was possible on Twitch 10 years ago is maybe not so possible for someone just starting out. I know that you advocate a lot on behalf of various content creators, in terms of things like content rights, uh, publication rights, what are some things that co- that content creators should be aware of when they are working with a brand or they are navigating their first monetization opportunities?
1: Uh, well, first and foremost, um, if you are doing an ad, uh, music, copyright music is a big thing, yeah. right? making sure that you're covered there. We're big on relationships, looking into a brand in more depth, uh, understanding their motives, right? and making sure it's a good fit for that individual and you know really looking into the terms you know how long does this campaign need to run looking into the potential of how can this support my community versus harm my community further down the road when you know we work directly with brands from a sponsorship you know opportunity for creators I always tell a content creator, do you like the product, right? Uh, Not Mm. just because you want your name attached to it, but do you genuinely like the product, right? And I'm wearing gunner glasses because I love the product.
0: It's really hard to sell something that you don't care about. Um, And it's definitely really hard to do that over a long period of time. And when you're making a relationship with a brand where you are the voice of the brand as an influencer, you are the the voice. You have to believe in what you're selling, because mm-hmm. I think uh, especially audiences on social media, uh, especially live streaming audiences can kind of see through the, the nonsense. You were mentioning before we were talking about how how long people typically stream for and about how difficult it is to maintain a kind of healthy stream life balance, if you will what advice would you give to live streamers to manage their time and energy effectively? And in your experience, what does creator burnout look like? And how do you know if you're approaching the edge? And how do you know how to pull back?
1: Yeah. the um, First thing is prioritizing yourself. You know, I think as a content creator, you're, you're trying to take care of everyone in your community, right? Give them the best content, be live for them. And that gets lost sometimes. is, oh wait, I'm I'm a person as well. I'm not a <laughs> yeah. robot, right? Um, exactly. So that's that's the first step. You know, in this industry alone, mental health is a huge. You know, needs to become a even larger focus. Um, more conversations on that specific as well, because uh, being a content creator is hard. Not just the you know hours that you have to put into it, but you have to also recognize that they have individuals come into their stream that are not pleasant individuals and they are trolling them or talking, you know, very poorly about the content creator. Um, and so that's hard, right? It's kind of that bullying, you know, aspect. So imagine, you know, being live for eight hours and two of those hours, you're just getting trolled left and right. That's, that's, that's tricky. Um, some individuals might not see that, right? So let's say I'm streaming. And you're just lurking in my chat and someone comes in and drops, you know, a really hateful comment. Uh, my mods are going to delete that right then and there, but I still see it behind the scenes. Right, e- Content creators see everything that's deleted. That's hard, right? It, that's that's difficult to kind of motivate and inspire an individual. So, um, you know, obviously prioritizing yourself, recognizing that, hey, this is going to be here if you need to take a day off. Um, I, I see a lot of content creators get so scared that, oh, if I take a day off or if I take two days, right, um, to kind of take time for myself, my family, right? They get very scared because they're afraid they're going to, miss out on opportunity and that's Mm. where you know kind of having those strategies on well if you have content going out on tiktok youtube instagram you can take those days for yourself Uh, when it comes to you know burnout trust your gut if you sit down at your computer and you feel like oh you know that oh i don't (laughs) want to do this yeah yeah That's probably, you know, you probably need to take a step back and go touch some grass, you know, go grab an iced coffee and sit outside. Trust yourself. That's, that's big. Um, And and don't have FOMO, right? Um, Don't have that fear of missing out because if you are... If you have the strategies to back up your content, you will be okay. You know, authenticity, the people are drawn to that. So if that content creator gets to that burnout stage, more mm. than likely they're not being themselves, right? Yeah. And so your community is going to pick up on that, not for that to scare you, but we're only human, right? You're going to have off days. You might not even be burnout, but you might just have a really hard
0: day. You have a really cool vantage point across a lot of different areas of working with content creators. What trends are you currently observing in live stream and content creation at the end of 2023 going into 2024?
1: Yeah. So when it comes to, you know, gaming specifically. December is always a big campaign push for brand new games. So you've got the Mm. brand new Warzone season, right? Uh, There's this game that's been floating around called Lethal Company that has been absolutely hilarious. I've personally played it. I've personally streamed it and it is so much fun. So you have these games that will come about, right, that then develop trends themselves, um, Mm. or these like, hey, I'm going to try to do X, Y, and Z in this game because I've heard it's super difficult. But when it comes to live streaming as a whole, um, something that has really started to take off is, you know, IRL live streaming. So, uh, you Mm. know, individuals not even playing a game, but just doing stuff, right?
0: When you talk about IRL live streaming, can you give me an example of one that you've watched relatively recently to give people who haven't seen one yet an idea of what that's like and what format could take? So
1: we um, work with a content creator that is on the Kick platform and he was actually attending a conference out in California, a gaming mm. conference. He live streamed the entire thing, which was mm. a cool because individuals who couldn't attend that conference, right, or that convention, they were able to kind of watch it from his perspective. Totally. Um, so such a cool experience, right, uh, for individuals who, you know, I'm on the east coast, so you know, I had some FOMO, right, for that event, and to be able to kind of see it from his perspective was really really cool. So that. That's something I'm excited to kind of see, you know, go into 2024.
0: I was at Gamescom in Cologne this year and at uh, TwitchCon in Paris this year, and it was really cool to see uh, really big streamers walking around with selfie sticks, yep. and they would just be eating lunch together or kind of hanging out, just vibing with other streamers, and they were able to live stream that entire event uh, for their communities to see who did couldn't make it across the pond, and then also. Watching them in real life, mm-hmm. uh, engage with other people that they might recognize is also a particularly cool thing to see right. because it's kind of a fish out of water experience. Um, yep. and it was it was really fun to watch a lot of those. Um,
1: I think that that's the beauty of IRL streaming and kind of giving back to your community in that way. Or also you have to think about some of these content creators got to go to that event because of their community, right? Right. You know, supporting them. So um them having the opportunity to see that through that content creator's eyes, right? And the enjoyment um, that they're having to is so, so powerful in my opinion, when it comes to them kind of showing their passion of live streaming.
0: Are there any specific skills or experiences you believe are crucial for success as a video editor?
1: Oh my goodness, patience. Um, because you have to think of, you know, when we're working on a long form video. Uh, you know, focusing in on a game highlight or a game tutorial or whatnot, the footage that our editors are sorting through, there's a lot of content there. So the patience that they have to really kind of, okay, let me focus in on the most important parts, right? How can I tie this together? The next step is obviously creativity, like giving your own creative touch to something. Um, We want to take the, the content that's given to us from the content creator highlight them, but also add our own kind of flair and touch on it um, yep. as well, because that's that human you know interaction, so to speak.
0: Similar question though, but on the talent management side, are there any specific skills or experiences you feel are really crucial for success? So you mentioned patience and creativity for video editors, but if you're working with talent and helping them to kind of manage their time and their strategy, what skills apply in that setting?
1: I don't know if this is classified as like an actual skill, but confidence is a big thing. Mm. Um, so, you know, when we work with individuals on that talent approach, obviously we're there, you know, for them, right? We're there to negotiate on their behalf. We're there to kind of build out campaigns on their behalf. Um, we're, we're there to coach them, you know, on that as well. So um, there's, I can't tell you how many times I've been approached and said, you know, they've said, Hey, Grace, I, w- I want you to help in this area because I don't know how to do it. Right. Uh, um, and so it kind of falls into that confidence approach. Hey, we'll teach you not because we don't want to help you. We're going to continue to be present, but we want you to learn this too because it's important. Right. Um, mm. The next step I think is, you know, deliverables are big. So making sure that you are organized on your end too, when it comes to the time, right, your schedule, making sure that your schedule allows for you to be able to provide those deliverables that are agreed upon, right, with a brand. Um, And also making sure that You know, you're bringing the enthusiasm as well. Uh, As a content creator, obviously, we've been over the long days, right? Everything of that nature. So, just making sure that you're holding yourself accountable to deliver that ad or that brand deal sponsorship, right? Um, In the best way possible.
0: What's one tip you would give to someone to be a better negotiator or one tactic that you can recommend that an influencer uses when they are working with someone that? They, you know, want a good deal, but they don't want to piss them off. <laughs> yeah. Because <So, laughs> that's the balance of negotiating, you know? Right. Um, <laughs>
1: the approach is always that don't think three months down the road, think three years. So it's um, how can I, you know, propose something to this brand that I genuinely want to work with for the next three years, so to speak. Right. Um, it, it, it's, it's kind of like the example of if you have a set amount of money that you want to invest in, you know, something, right? You, you shouldn't go to the store and spend a whole bunch of money on shoes, right? Just because you've got that money, right? It's no, how Why can not? I, sp- <laughs> right? how can I spread that to set myself up for success further down the road? So that's the first step when it comes to negotiating is number one, recognize that, You know, you're human. The individual that's associated with the brand is human, right? Um, Make sure it's a good Mm. fit. Make sure that there's clear expectations on, you know, not just this campaign, but further down the road, right? Uh, Let's go ahead and get that conversation started. And then making sure that it's, you know, something that's comfortable for you. Um, And yes, your lifestyle, but also, you know, sometimes your lifestyle does have to shift and change and evolve based on certain things. Of course um So, utilizing that three-year approach. Don't think three months down the road. Oh, it would be great to have this amount of money, so I can blow it on X, Y, and Z. No, 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 think. Oh, it would be great to have this relationship for years and years to come.
0: If a creator was looking to connect with someone like you, how how would you recommend they go about doing? It? I mean, of course, they can always contact Sweet Creations. But I mean, like, if they're looking for someone who's a great fit for them to help them with the post production editing to help them kind of think about their, their, career, their career, either as a part-time or full-time content creator, how would you recommend they assess someone to be a good or bad fit?
1: So authenticity is everything. People can smell bullcrap, all right. So mm. if you if you are sitting down with an individual and you don't feel peace, right? There's something off. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't do it, right? Um, yeah. So it really comes down to that. It comes down to the overall vision. So if you're looking to work with an individual to represent you, make sure that they can see your future, sometimes beyond what you can see. Because obviously, in order to grow, you have to be challenged. So that would be the first thing is make sure that it's a good fit. Make sure that the individual that you're looking to represent you understands you and beyond that. Um, is willing to go to bat, you know, for you, um, but yeah. also kind of bring new tactics and things to the table. Follow peace. Peace will never, you know, lead you, you know, astray, you know. And if you don't feel peace, don't settle. Never settle.
0: Of course, there are lots of empirical factors and everyone has pros and cons lists and big spreadsheets and <laughs> things like that. But when all things are equal, at the end of the day, you end up going with a gut feeling of, do you feel like this person understands you? Do you feel like you can achieve your business goals with them? And like, you can have a relationship where you can call them and you can ask them questions and you can feel stupid and you can get excited together and you want to share in each other's success. And I think it's something that, you know, we, it's easy to discount vibes, but (laughs) also, right. Cause it sounds like a joke. It sounds ridiculous, but at the same time, that's a lot of the equation Uh, and definitely over time in your professional career, you, your intuition gets fine tuned. Mm -hmm. And so that those, that gut feeling is more and more meaningful over time.
1: Absolutely. And, and also if someone is not capable of listening to you and their own, they can only speak, you know, or share things or, you know, Hey, you need to get to X, Y, and Z, but they don't take the time to actually hear you. That's a red flag. So, you know, trust your gut and make sure that they're, they're willing to listen to your goals, right. Uh, And what you're Mm -hmm. wanting to kind of accomplish in this career too.
0: Is there anything else that you feel like we should cover that we didn't cover yet? I think my,
1: my biggest thing to leave, you know, everyone at, and, you know, thank you so much for having me on this podcast first and foremost is at the end of the day, we're all people. Let's continue to be kind. Let's continue to do good, right? And yes, this industry is intense. It's challenging. uh, It is competitive, but it doesn't always have to be a competition. We can continue to support one another while also growing ourselves.
0: Yeah, I think those are wise words to leave with. So thank you so much for tuning in to Influence. It was really wonderful having Grace here today. Remember that with every episode, we bring you the minds and voices leading the charge in the influencer marketing world, helping you stay ahead in this rapidly changing landscape. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. And follow us on social media at PowderGG on Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube for more updates and behind the scenes content. And check out Sweet Creations on everywhere that they are. Thanks so much, Grace. Thank you so much.